When something is placed on your heart, you have to tell it in whatever capacity you can, in whatever medium you can. However you can share, just share. A supposed serial killer has escaped the unescapable prison of Azkaban. The third book in the Harry Potter series is the start of the tides changing or the starting point for when shit gets real. Join us in our third season as we take the time to not only break down The Prisoner of Azkaban, but tune in to see what additional books we discuss. Enjoy. Welcome to our third season. Wow. <laughs> we can't believe we are actually saying season three. As we are in our third season, we as a book club are also celebrating another major milestone. It is our book club 10th year anniversary. Yes. 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 So due to our additional celebrations that we will have as a book club, we will be sharing possibly three episodes a month this year to celebrate our journey. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> this is so exciting. And, you know, before we dive in, as always, let's go around the room and share who's here with us for this recording. Hi, I'm Tanya. <laughs> Your resident Hufflepuff. And I am Shay, and I'm still always yesterday, today, and tomorrow representing Gryffindor. And I am Shalita, and I'm still standing for Snape. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still standing for the boo. Okay, so it has often been said that The Prisoner of Azkaban is when the series takes a change. It no longer feels so much as a children's book. We like to say this is when shit got real. Do you agree with this statement? If so, at what point in the book did you experience the change? Okay, I agree with the statement 100%. And even before we ever got together as a podcast or we start being our Pretty Brown Girl Potter group, whatever. Anytime I try to sell an adult on reading Harry Potter, I will always say just get past the first two. When it gets to book three, shit get real. Like, it just, it changes. Like, it's not the same anymore. There isn't the same feel. And I felt like that way back in the early 2000s reading this. And for me, I see the change definitely. Where I'm gonna say the change was solidified in the shri in the Shrieking Shack. Like, everything that happened in there, you know Shit, it ain't gone down for real. But even in the beginning, when Harry just jump up and leave, privilege job, like, you know, I'm out of here. I'm enough. I didn't have enough. You know, he, you could tell right off, there's foreshadowing to tell mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. He grown now. Right. You know, he like, damn, y'all, you ain't finna sit here. You know, I'm, I'm leaving this place. Right. Mm -hmm. So you could just kind of tell, you know, mm -hmm. that the atmosphere was shifting and that the book was evolving and they were becoming, you know, many adults or teenagers or whatever. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. I agree because that's what I was going to say. It was a change in hearing. Mm-hmm. Talking under his breath and, you know, rising up and not backing down or cowering as he normally would. Mm-hmm. And then, too, trying to do some mature stuff like meditate on something good to get through this shit they taking him through. Yeah. I thought that was pretty mature and grown up. You know, him, he, you, 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 they show you, like you said, that he's he's evolved. You know, getting older, he's, getting, he's learning something that, you know. I agree with that. Just yeah. the confidence. Right. Mm-hmm. And seeing that, and not just in him, but in all of them, mm-hmm. Hermione and Ron. Author Philip Pullman said in a speech, there are some themes, some subjects too large for adult fiction that can only be dealt with adequately in a children's book. We're going to discuss this quote in regards to the Harry Potter series. What are some major themes that you identify in The Prisoner of Azkaban? And some of these themes that we are going to name, we definitely will be discussing later on in the season. I think even just from book one and book two, his friendship is like the overarching friendship and love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just yeah. overarching throughout the whole whole series. Yeah. I think even in season two, we dealt with that, those themes. We talked about friendship and I think you just see it go to another level here. And that's the thing about this whole series. It's just so good. And I think you keep seeing the friendship evolve between the three, you know, our, our main three with Harry, Hermione and Ron. But then you also see additions. Like, you know, you see Jenny come on you know Neville is coming on board more then eventually we meet Luna you know it's just that friendship keeps evolving evolving and we know that it takes them to bigger places and actually like if it wasn't for them and their friendships we don't know how things would have ended I will say going back to that quote that is so crazy it's like basically shit's so complicated put it in the children's book (laughs) right and then maybe we'll understand it Mm -hmm. because we have gone on so much in our podcast talking about politics relating to Harry Potter, mm-hmm. racism, sexism, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, you know, we've discussed it. Mm-hmm. And we see it right here in the children's book. Right. I mean, the whole prison of Azkaban, to me, you know, Harry, no family. You meet mm-hmm. somebody, you know, like, with kids going through the foster system, right. wishing they had somebody, right. just one person that could sign a piece of paper for them right. and be their guardian. So I think that that quote is so dead on. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it just really, really is because it right. speaks to, we learned so much from this children's series. Mm-hmm. This series were, were written as a child, you know, we just went to Barnes and Nobles today. <laughs> it's over in the children's <laughs> section, yeah. you know, it's written for them, but we've learned so much mm-hmm. as adults right. we've learned so much so i agree with that statement yeah, i agree but what also what about the topic of abuse that we see it blatantly being at the book we know that dursley's treat him like crap but then here come the eye and we see that shit she seems even meaner and to think that this baby had to go through this shit for the last 12 years that's mm-hmm. crazy mm-hmm. she was cruel intentionally yes mm-hmm. yeah and then I think I think it's genius of JK again. You know, we give her her kudos because you a lot of kids pick this book up when they're eight years old, seven. Mm-hmm. So, sometimes before that, parents may read it to their kids before they can even read. But it lays the foundation for you right away to start developing empathy yes. and sympathy for people. You get it for him right away. You feel sorry for him. Right. And as a little kid, I'm learning to feel, you know, right. to have to sympathize with people. With others, right? Yeah, with others. And so that's kind of what that quote is, you know, like, put it, break it down, right. put it in the damn mm-hmm. children's mm-hmm. book and they'll get it. Right. You know? Or maybe 
maybe it'd be a, a little softer blow. We're going to say what we're going to say, but we're going to put it under that. Yeah, we, we ain't going to rip the bandaid right. off so fast. We're going to just yeah. give it to you a little bit, a little bit. Right. Yeah. So the book starts off with the, <laughs> like the previous two, with Harry being on Privet Drive with his oh, Aunt so. Petunia, Uncle Vernon, and Cousin Dud- Dudley. The book mentions that Harry is not like other kids his age because he hates summer and he wants to do his homework, but he has to sneak and do it at night. Can you imagine wanting to do homework over the summer, but having to hide at night to get it done? I struggle with my 10-year-old to get him to read. <laughs> he just got to read one book. We fighting on that. So it's just... I think it's awesome and it's just a a testament that he wants to learn and become a better wizard, if you will. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He definitely wants to be a better wizard, but to also escape the reality of where I am, Mm -hmm. I'd rather just go do damn homework. (laughs) I'd rather read the history history of Hogwarts or whatever than sit down and play Foursquare with Dudley or whatever because, you know, I I don't want to do that because, yeah, and then we what we also see and kind of know, and I know we'll talk about a lot throughout the series, his friends were gone away doing other stuff. You know, his friends were doing things and he stuck here with these fools again. And so, yeah, I just rather, I mean, it's, it's a testament to his character of who he is, though. Mm-hmm. You know, we get into the debates of the hair ride, people tell Coles, is he too much of the superstar, whatever, you know, is he that? But right here, it sees that he's trying to better himself, right. you know, so he wasn't no slouch. He wasn't dumb, right. and he definitely was brave. Right. That together makes a great wizard. Family visits are supposed to be fun and full of laughter, bonding, and memories. However, we all know that there is no perfect family, and some are even dysfunctional and even mean to each other. Harry's Aunt Marge, Vernon's sister, Uncle Vernon's sister, is mean to him. She degrades him, she dotes on Dudley, and turns her nose up at him, and she talks bad about his parents. You know, we, we made mention of some of this, so hmm. how about we do this because we talked about how she provokes him right. mm-hmm. we talked about him leaving hastily like I ain't taking this no more we talked about his attitude changing do you know an Aunt Marge or have one in your family yes <laughs> oh lord yeah I mean <laughs> yes you know it's one it's always one mean ass auntie mm-hmm. and the thing of it is just like with Uncle du- Uncle Vernon they just like oh that's just her you know that's mm-hmm. what we say don't care you don't just a guy no old and just say what the hell you want to yeah. say because I don't want to skip over this I want to quote something here what? who do Did, you want to quote I'm going to quote on ugly said, ass when she said you got it have you been beaten off <laughs> what uh uh-uh. no no no, 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 wait, 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 no, this, quote, it's one of the basic rules of breeding, she said, you see it all the time with dogs, if there's something wrong with the bitch, there'll be something wrong with the pup, who the, who are you talking to, I still be trying to be, I'm talking under my breath and I'm blowing smoke and shit. I still ain't went off on this, you know, who you talking to, auntie? Because this is what our auntie say. You showed and gained weight, ain't you? You know, that's that's what they do. You done gained, you ain't married yet. Right. Oh, what happened to your husband? You know, that's the type of stuff that's they, they do. do. That's Aunt Marge. That's Aunt Marge. I mean, maybe not to that extreme because they might love you. She don't love this baby. No, but your family love you. She but they still that. say crazy stuff like that. And then finally, I mean, she kept on 
she kept on drinking and, and getting worse and worse. Mm -hmm. So she finally just blow up and say, hell, they went and got themselves killed in the car accident and then say they probably was drunk. Mm -hmm. Yes, she did. Now, he's and that one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was sad. It was sad. And she also said, what she said is that it was a no count, <laughs> no. low house counter. <laughs> <laughs> she called his ass no count. <laughs> hey, so it's just like, and then she's teasing him. Like, you pop, you proud of your parents? Mm -hmm. When they got themselves killed in the car crash, drunk. Mm -hmm. He couldn't take it no more after that. Yeah. She damn that now. You done gone too yeah. far. But yeah, that, she, mm -mm. that's what I said. She was even meaner. Yeah. The, and the, wow. hey, and again, here it is. How many times do we see families and girl? you know, my daddy was a nasty drunk. The more this fool drank, the more she yeah. starts saying all kind of crazy stuff. Right. So she just sitting there tormenting that baby. But go on, go on somewhere on March. <laughs> go on now. No, I ain't gonna call your name. That's my auntie. Mm -hmm. You done gained so much weight. <laughs> like you too. She okay, whatever. So Harry leaves. He's he's had it. If you were Harry, would you have left? Where would you go? Where would you have gone? Well, well, he had an idea. He knew he was trying to get to London. Well, he. Ain't, I mean, but he. At this point, he don't know nobody in he the and, and, and his and friends out of money. his friend right his mm -hmm. friends out of town right. they gone but he, he know how to do something. you know I probably would have just started walking to to they to the ministry and somebody realized I had disappeared mm -hmm. yeah just start walking but I wouldn't stay right yeah because I'm gonna kill her yeah <laughs> yeah I wouldn't stay there. No, yeah. with no plan in mind, but I know I can't be here. Right. Exactly. How cool is the night bus? What Aww. do you think about it? And then again, where does the night bus take Harry? I love the Wizard World because they take care of they own. Oh, you don't ain't about to be out here and yeah. we not know about it take care of you. Yeah, and I can't remember Stan's speech, but he, when Stan stopped to pick him up, like, the night bus for the Smith, whatever, right. you, whoever need a ride or whatever, That's basically, right. he say shit. Get, get going anywhere. Except underwater. Exactly. <laughs> And then when you yeah. get on there, it's a whole goddamn bed. Yes. It's a whole, oh, oh yes. Yeah, yeah no. It's so damn loud in that motherfucker. Yes. Going back and forth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, so they, And then with a Jamaican head up yeah, there with dreads. Up there, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, being the con part two conductor. I don't know, but that night bus is cool as hell, though. Yeah, yeah. and it take him to uh, Diagon Alley. He goes to the Leaky Corner. That's what they take him to. What's new this year for Harry and his friends as they prepare to return to Hogwarts? Classes, animals, wands, books, etc. Okay, well now, we, for one thing, we know Ron get this rat. <laughs> and Hermione get a cat. She saw a cat and a rat. Mm -hmm. So they getting that. You know, that's one thing we know new. And we know they getting these new classes. Courses that they haven't taken before, mm -hmm. they're getting to add. We know they having to take that course, the monster, um, the monster. Book. Oh, with with with, the, uh, yeah, with Hagrid. Hagrid. Hagrid, yeah. So they know care they for take... magical creatures or whatever. Yeah. So they know they doing that shit because that damn storekeeper <laughs> says, "Shit, how many you need? <laughs> get these out. Get, get them out. <laughs> yes." And they got to take divination. divination. Yeah. yeah. With crazy ass Trelawney. Yeah. So they got a lo lot of new classes coming up. Yeah, they got some new stuff. It's different for them. And what about Hermione? All the damn classes she taking. 
She gonna she got a lot of shit on her list. We gonna yeah, have to see. Got. Yeah, she got a lot of stuff. I like that everybody got some new shit this year. Yeah, that, and that's what's like the ways, the, the, they got some new stuff. Yet. Yeah, because they want he daddy yeah. got a little money, right? That, and they were able to they get some stuff. Yeah, yeah, and that was mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, they were able to get some things. The differences in the three books that we've read thus far. What's different, in your opinion, from book one, The Sorcerer's Stone, book two, The Chamber of Secrets, to this, The Prisoner of Azkaban? I'm just going to keep going back to their confidence level. Like, I'm, they're not putting up with too much. I agree. They growing up, mm-hmm. and it's not like disrespectful or anything, but they're kind of starting to come into their own. They're knowing what they want to be because uh, Hermione wasn't fucking with Trelawney. Mm-mm. I ain't she, taking she her class no damn right. more. From day one, Get me out of here. I ain't, uh-uh. Uh-uh. I'm not doing that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, I think, I agree. Like, they're just growing up. They're doing things, you know, that and not requiring they're not they're not they're not sticking around asking for permission that's right. that's the word that I'll right. say even though they asses ever did anyway for a lot of stuff right. but they they just on the go mm-hmm. this time Azkaban is a favorite in the series and it's actually a favorite for some on this podcast Woo-hoo. so would anybody like to share their favorite part of Azkaban I was going to say probably my favorite part of this is when Serious Black and Harry, they kind of make a pact that they gonna be together. You know, mm-hmm. like they gonna make this work. They gonna be together one day. You kind of want to believe that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. So mm-hmm. I thought, yeah, that was the most touching part of that. Their interaction and having Harry finally knowing the truth and mm-hmm. knowing that this is Godfather, this somebody. You know, mm-hmm. like a parent to him too. You know, because he loved his dad so much. So yeah, yeah, but yeah. So you, yeah, I kind of hoped. I was like, oh, wish that could be true. And you know what? To think about my favorite part, I just want to go back and say, what else is different? They learning stuff. Mm-hmm. They learning yeah, stuff actually, for real, yeah. big time. Like because doing. Gilderoy ain't yeah. done a, G, a goddamn thing, but be a fool in the defense of the dark arts class. He yeah. didn't got them down in that chamber of secrets and left them uh, until he got to they expel his spell backfire and his memory get put. But um, Lupin ain't playing no game. That's mm-hmm. what's new too. So yeah. they got new. Lupin is new on the scene mm-hmm. and he is teaching mm-hmm. and I know we're going to talk about that mm-hmm. further in the series mm-hmm. but Lupin ain't come to play yeah. they learning mm-hmm. and that's another big a big thing right there and we see things that they learn how it helps them when it's necessary right. mm-hmm. and then moving on forward when we get down to Order of Phoenix and things like that we know the stuff that Lupin taught them was a big deal mm-hmm. and so this is like my favorite part in the book when they get to the shrinking shack and Lupin you know is there and he sees he sees serious friendship this, this is what I'm yeah. talking about this yeah. theme yeah. friendship when he sees serious for the first time he like I don't, I don't give a damn who you killed what you did like oh my god it's my brother right yeah and you can feel that you can yeah. feel that when you right. read it you can feel that when you watch the the movie yeah. i mean you pretty much feel the just the the admiration and the he missed his friend yeah. Yeah. he missed his friend Absolutely. but the reason why i like it too because harmony like you know wait a minute you know we're in this wait what's going on here you know I, you know i trusted you and i kept your secret and he like you really are the bright girl and she like evidently ain't bright enough i ain't know you was working with him i love that shit 
shit. That's yeah. my favorite part. And they bring it all home yeah. together. That's just good stuff. But yeah, that friendship, I mean, they came like, bro, yeah. it's really you. Yeah. And he ain't second guess his friend. Mm-hmm. He ain't, he, he ain't need no whole explanation. He's like, oh, you ain't do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> good enough for me. Enough for right. me. Let's, ro- let's, let's roll. I love that part. Yes. I have two, and it, go- it goes back and forth. I love this because you get a deeper uh, sense of Snape. And oh. you, you, you start to feel sorry for him because he's just taking it back on all the shenanigans. Yeah. Like, y'all going to do all this? Y'all going to allow these people to do this to me again? Right. And y'all not, it just, uh, poor baby. And then, said, poor <laughs> baby. But then I also like that as Harry gets older, his his team, adult-wise, mm-hmm. it, it grows. Mm-hmm. So you see Lupin coming into mm-hmm. the picture mm-hmm. and taking him under his wing and giving him that additional time. And right. let me let me help you out here. So you, you got Hagrid, right. you got McGonagall. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> and then you got All Dumbledore. The All the time. <laughs> she just that mama, too. Like, I ain't playing with your ass. Right. You ain't got nobody to sign that paper, you ain't going. Right. <laughs> so that's it. In the Dementals chasing yeah. your ass, you not right. going. Right. So she got his yeah. Do you have an Aunt Marge in your family? Or are you the Aunt Marge of your family? What is your favorite moment from The Prisoner of Azkaban? Share your response on one of our social media posts about this episode. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Lit happens lol until the very end